welcome to Radio Free Tote Bag, where I am Audrey. And I'm Aiden. <laughs> and Aiden's here, but not Donovan. Because Donovan, and I, I asked him before, I asked him before we went to record, I was like, do you want me to tell everybody what's going on? He was like, yes, I need the healing energy because Donovan has been afflicted with what is colloquially known as the spicy cough. He's got the spicy cough. He's got the, the Clovis whatever you want to call it, he is afflicted with COVID-19. He is vaccinated, so everything's, you know, he's just very tired. He's got a lot of congestion, is what I'm hearing. Totally going to be fine, just a little wiped out. But we're excited to have Aiden with us this week. New I suppose with me. <laughs> New Donovan. <laughs> New Donovan City. Oh, I'm glad they're okay, though. Big C. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not that, that's not the big C. The big C is a different that's, sickness. It's, <laughs> compared to I'm that so C, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty small C compared yeah. to that C for yeah. a lot of folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, dire times. Dire times. Well, Aiden, how have you been since we last spoke? I've been good. I've just been super busy. I feel like my life is... I mean, I'm I'm super happily uh i call myself a wife guy guy i'm very happily relationship <laughs> but i've just been like working so much that i feel like i'm in like the first part of a rom-com where like she's too sure. busy to do anything else but like actually no like i'm still in a relationship it's great i'm just super busy <laughs> <laughs> everything's just maybe a little more compressed maybe a little tightened in maybe everything's just a little tighter but, yeah uh, yeah no one tells you that like you still have to work after you find the guy like that's fucking stupid yeah, yeah. what the fuck is that about Ugh. Ugh. speak speaking of your work i wanted to compliment you on uh, a story that you had on instagram the other day about the what was it it was the medieval what like the medieval woman with the cousin husband oh yeah <laughs> who was caught doing math and so was executed by being burned at the stake very good very Thank good you. content oh man i want you to know that i researched that video for days and days it is very important to me <laughs> to have a factually accurate stupid 40 second video <laughs> so good so good it was funny shit i laughed Thank out loud for forever oh it makes me so happy my little inner sword guy is very stoked about that <laughs> did you ever you saw the article that was like uh sword guys are a real thing and i fucked every one of them yes yes that is one is that correct yeah oh my god i love that article and also was like actively jealous of the author like i think i saw that and i was like oh, that should have been mine like I that. <laughs> yeah i got we <laughs> fucked all the same guys <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure that was actually just a thing i guess that's like being the dude in medieval times and you sort of have the, the ladies of your choosing i don't know i don't know where that's going um something like that yeah uh so we, i think we know what your dating life has been like we so we this is then the most recent question when we have somebody back lately we've been saying how's your how's your dating life going everything everything good on the home front everything uh, good there it's good i feel like we do this thing it's called normie cosplay um <laughs> <laughs> that's what i've been calling it um it involves like making pasta and watching reality television um with someone that you're dating it's great it's really really deranged uh yeah uh, i wish i wish donovan was here for that what's <laughs> what kind of reality tv you've been getting up to oh my god we did love is blind hugely into the bachelor universe very into that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um the bachelor did... expanded universe yeah yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> it is like its own cinematic universe though because there's all these characters they call it bachelor nation and it's like that's like the show's official term for it and it's like if you've ever been on a contestant like on a show you come back in and like date everyone else who's ever been on it like it's like a weird not everyone but like yeah like they're like they're all yeah. meeting up at like stagecoach and like hooking up with each other <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking choice yeah it's crazy it's yeah. So uh, I think that's what makes it so compelling is that like there are recurring characters and like re like narratives that like get dropped for like a couple years and then get picked back up again. Like they'll have like people like so way wild. from the past that just show up on Paradise or something. What so, a fucking choice. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Deep into that, um, I watched the Tinder Swindler recently, which I enjoyed. Uh, <laughs> My boyfriend did not did not watch that with me. The fucking what now? The, the Tinder swindler? Oh my god, you haven't heard about the Tinder swindler? No. Ah! Okay, so it is this like 
it's about like a scammer, like a love scammer who was like dating all of these girls. And I mean, it's like very, he was like pretending to be like heir to like a diamond fortune, like an Israeli diamond mm. fortune. And then like, like after a while he was like, Oh, I'm like, I need, I can't use my bank accounts. Cause like people are after me and like, I'm getting kidnapped, like, you know, stuff that sounds like super fucking sure. crazy, but like, I guess in the moment, it makes sense. I don't know. It makes me feel like the only thing that we would really need to do to scam someone would be to have like a hundred grand up front because like everyone is just sure. like, well, he's super rich. Like our first date, like we took a jet together and like stayed in like a really expensive hotel. And like, like, so obviously when he said that he was good for the money, he's good for it. I'm like, okay, so all you need is like a couple dates worth of like money. And then you can be like, Hey, you got this one, right? <laughs> he said it's so fucked up. It's so and fucked it's, up. so this is and this is this would this be like a true crime story yeah this one was like a true crime okay. story well because it's about sort of the about women realizing i mean it's actually it's awful these poor women they like went like hundreds of thousands of dollars into debt to like oh, support God. this guy because well and also like he's like sleeping with them and like which yeah. is like a whole other level of like violation and like weirdness is that like they're having like a relationship with this person and like it's actually someone who's just scamming them. So it's Yeah, it got really dark, but it is interesting. And there's like a little bit of like vindication at the end. Okay. Like, I don't want to spoil it. But so I, I enjoyed that one. But I watched that one alone. That one was not a couple's night. Yes, one. that's great. So was, was it like, was it like a moral difficulty for him? Was he like, I can't I can't get entertainment from this fucking tragedy no, no i think literally i just started watching it like when he wasn't home and <laughs> it, it didn't just, come around i think it just, just seemed like, like something that he wouldn't be into i haven't asked him sure. i should have been like babe, are you mad <laughs> are you okay babe you barely touched your tinder swindler <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking funny uh i recently was on vacation with my sister and my mother cute so we spent we spent the week like up in a hotel room and taking little tours and shit of savannah georgia it was all super very cute Aww. very super cute uh but my mother likes to sleep with the television on and so we got to have marathons of just the absolute worst reality television that you can possibly watch like she had it on tlc i think i think oh it was God. tlc and so we're watching like like I, I roll over, it's like five in the morning. I look up at the television, all bleary eyed, and there's like a fucking fish and game representative, <laughs> like pulling over this dude, like from like a fishing spot, and being like, "Yeah, your permits are out of date here, and so I'm gonna have to give you a ticket." I'm like, "This is this what? is the cops." Ha it was. <laughs> it should have been in time. I can't remember the name of the show. It should have been called "Cops Hassling People in the Wilderness" <laughs> yeah. because that's all this fucking show was. <laughs> I like roll back over and like go to sleep. I wake up and there's people being like, I get all of my monthly groceries for 11 cents a trip. And it's extreme couponers. <laughs> Followed by, I, I kept seeing ads for it. I never saw any of the actual shows for it because I think they run these in primetime. Okay. And we were out doing shit during primetime. All of the 90 day oh. saga. Oh, yeah. Because there was 90 day fiance, right? There was a night. There's ninety day, uh, af ever after. There's ninety days. There's before day. the ninety days. There's before the ninety days. Yeah. There's like ninety days where they leave America. I don't know what that's called. Like, <laughs> ninety one. days outside the hellscape. Yeah, yeah. Ninety <laughs> days. Maybe actually try the culture of the person that you claim to want to marry. <laughs> sure crazy well, i don't even know so the, what is the premise of 90 day bullshit like i'm not okay. even familiar so 90 day fiance basically operates on the idea that it's like um for someone to apply for a green card by marriage oh, no. um in america you need it's a 90 day like they have to live together for 90 days and then get married at the end of those 90 days so it tracks all of these couples that like really range from like you know, there are a few of them that are like, you know, we met when I was on my gap year and I've stayed in touch, but a lot of them are like older men looking for sure, younger sure. wives from like different countries because they don't, I don't like, they have some weird ideas around the power dynamics of that. And then there's like, mm. and those ones are fascinating because sometimes you'll get ones where like the woman is just ruthlessly scamming him back. And so it's this like incredible <laughs> 
like transactional relationship that like if they actually define it as transactional would be cool but they just like won't so they hate each other and they're just like constantly (laughs) they're just like trying to be the bigger scammer like they're always trying to get one it's like fascinating those ones are crazy to watch i i kind of like when the girls scam like but oh um, yeah yeah and then there's like some that are like clearly catfishes like people like waiting to go to the airport but like someone they've like met on facebook and it's like someone like there are a couple like moms that get like really scammed by like younger uh. guys and that's a bummer but like no actually we watched my boyfriend and i watched like half a season of that and i have watched it in the past again kind of alone and enjoyed it <laughs> in its own way but we watched alone, it together in the cave in a snuggie totally no heavy snuggie energy yeah tlc is always i feel like TLC, tlc is not a thing that you should watch with other people maybe like a big group of friends i don't know i feel like you need like a support system about it because at the end of that we were just like we are like depressed like this is like so upsetting and like we want to watch the next episode really badly at the same time but <laughs> like you want to keep watching but from a place of like resource anxiety and like fear and not like <laughs> so the fact that your mom sleeps to that is like really chaotic to me. <laughs> yeah it's a little fucked up never gonna (laughs) lie about that that's fucking funny yeah i mean i guess it's better than the channel that's playing just like every episode of law and order svu in a row forever that's what (laughs) that's what dad's watching downstairs yeah oh great so like (laughs) by the time he goes downstairs she's still upstairs and it's it's the worst of both worlds uh it's i mean truly poisonous truly poisonous well there we go (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck uh let's see what happens next on the program i think we do the part where i tease that we're gonna do the question box that's right donovan usually takes care of this but before we do that before we do the question box we're gonna have a quick word from our sponsor Our sponsor this week, as it has been many weeks in a row, is the Radio Free Tote Bag Patreon. Patreon. (laughs) That's right. For $5 a month, folks, you can go get four bonus episodes every month. And at the $10 a month level, you can get a shout out at the end of the program. So we'll say your name. We're going to put you in a place of honor. And uh, you get the pride of knowing that you're helping the scrappy little program be everything that it can be. And you're helping keep the lights on. So uh, if you go over to patreon.com slash RFTB, you can find access to the bonus episodes. We also got uh, access to the Discord. Uh, We got a lot of, we're having a lot of fun back there, folks, sharing memes, telling jokes, talking about our deep darks back there. It's a lot of fun. So if you would like, please join us at patreon.com slash RFTB, $5 a month, four bonus episodes a month. We love you. Enjoy the rest of the show. Asking all the questions. Asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, uh, asking all them questions, asking all them questions. I can just feel the answer soaking up into my brain. Making statements, uh, <laughs> Woo! Woo! Folks, it's time for the question box, the segment of the show where you can write in to us and we will answer your queries. Uh, to do that, you head on over to our website, rftb.me. You click on the part. I've got it open. Got to open somewhere. RFTB. Me. What's the button say? What's the button say? It says question box. It's so easy. It's called the question box. There's a button that says question box. You go over to RFTB.me. You click it. You type your question into the little text form that shows up there. And you submit it completely anonymous. No need to make an account. Just fire it off and we'll answer it on the show. And uh, first up this week in the question box, it's going to go like this. Hey, kind and beautiful people. Wow. Oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. I am kind and beautiful. Aiden is also kind and beautiful. We are going to give incredible advice to this person. (laughs) (laughs) You two, three, sometimes four, but this time two, smell like the first lilac trees of spring are in bloom, and I see a twinkle in your eyes, which reminds me of the feeling of first realizing you're in love with someone. Is this real? Is my, this a real that's, thing? That's somebody wrote that in. Wow. My partner lives in Montreal, a whole six hours from Toronto where I live. I don't mind the distance or anything like that, which might be an indicator that I'm way too busy and overworked, but I digress. But it's a new relationship and we really haven't had an opportunity to be alone and get down to some serious fucking. How do I deal with the insane sexual frustration that I'm feeling? That took a fucking turn. 
I yeah. think it was, it was all very sweet and just like uh like a fucking romance thing and then it's like i need to fuck <laughs> um yeah i want it this feels too easy uh have they heard of masturbating like yeah <laughs> i mean no i sorry i don't mean to flippantly respond to such a uh, beautiful and flattering question um but perhaps if the writer has heard of masturbating or hasn't yet that that might be an option and also like uh there's lots of ways to have sex of sorts with people that that is not completely physically in one space at the same time you got news mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah. i don't know if you've ever taken like made a gif out of your nudes or like Ooh. taking a little snippet of video you can make a little gif i say you could put some some sparkles on it and make like a blingy you can do all sorts of <laughs> crazy shit a titty uh, blingy yes a titty blingy i just feel like nothing says love like <laughs> uh and also good old-fashioned facetime <laughs> absolutely get on the video like show each other your stuff while you're doing stuff to yourself and it's almost as good as the real thing like I swear to God, uh, my partner is, lives significantly more than six hours away from me. She's over in Wenatchee, Washington, over on the other side of the motherfucking country. I'm over here in Cincinnati, Ohio. And sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes we want to get down and fucking discord, baby. Fucking fire <laughs> that video chat up. Make some shit happen. Buy each other some toys. This has been uh, a really fun thing as you have something just like sent to their house. And they go, what the fuck is this? And they open it up and they go, oh, this works on my genitals. And you go, yeah, it does. Put it on your genitals and we'll play with it on the fucking video chat. It'll be great. Oh, uh, that's great. That's yeah. The gift element is nice. And like, I also think the element of surprise in like, you know, I feel yeah. like there's something about a nude in the middle of the day or something, or just yes. like, a, you know, if you can sneak away to like, even just like the work bathroom, if you're not going to get like HR over that like just something <laughs> like i mean don't do anything crazy or like you know intrusive to your coworkers. be respectful but like i don't know yes. it's a private stall you can take like a quick junk photo and just send it over and be like hey thinking of you in the middle of my day that feels powerful they're gonna love it oh. they throw their hands up they say fucking hey i have the best partner in the whole wide world they send me pictures of their genitals at one in the afternoon it's my can you favorite believe? can you believe You're i would very briefly, if there's a sly way to make sure that their iMessage isn't like open on their computer facing a bunch of people. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. I do. I want to cover both sides of this. That would be super fucking fun. And I feel like you can do a little. I also think just straight up being like having it good to go and then saying like, you know, where are you right now? Or like, yeah, you know, what are you doing? Would it be forward if I sent you a nude right now? Like that's that's hot. Yeah. Getting that little and then you can check. Yeah. Sexily because uh, there's not only there's not only the receiving of the nude it is the anticipation of the nude in that case like yeah. in, like so many things with sexuality it's about setting an expectation and then fulfilling the expectation right so it's like uh, i'm gonna send you a fucking nude and you go i'm in the middle of a presentation please don't my my fucking <laughs> iMessage is open right there okay cool 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 later yeah yeah and then they've and then the, it builds and it builds or like, I don't know, I found it effective to just say, like, I'm going to send you a nude when I get home today. What should I be wearing? Where do you Ooh. want it to be? Give I them like a little a bit of, yeah. And then you're collaborating on it, kind of. They're in control. I mean, it depends on the power dynamic. Maybe you want to be in control, in which case you say, I want you to send me a nude later. This is what I want you to be wearing. Interesting. Like, I think if I got that from my partner, I would be like, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking funny yeah so i did that much yeah i think there are ways i'm trying to think of like maybe i'm overly complicating this but the the question maybe it's because you and i have also been in or are in long distance relationships too that that that's we have sort of an immediate answer i'm trying to think of if there's anything that like we're missing or that like like that the writer would have already covered the general stuff and maybe there's like some next level of like digital horny intimacy that like we haven't reached but like those those tried and true ones they're good yeah they're great there is teledildonics if you want to get super special with it you can get an app that connects to a butt plug that connects to their prostate if they have one and you can fucking make it go inside their fucking cavity and that's very good for them I think uh, there's, there's like all an kinds, egg all kinds or of something yeah there's yeah the, for... the love and slush it's called there it's we go lush. 
here we go. Everyone's orifices could be filled and remotely controlled. <laughs> and I love that. What a time to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be alive indeed. Um, there is also another avenue uh, that we have not yet discussed, one that's maybe a little touchy for some people, but I am currently in a non-monogamous arrangement. And this is also an option for, I, I find a lot of people in long distance relationships will kind of be like, yeah, if you want to hook up with people and the degree to which you are involved in that is, is entirely up to you. If you want to make it a polyamorous arrangement where there's maybe even relationships forming with new people that are maybe a little more local, maybe a little more available, then that's a possibility. Uh, it could also just be sort of a parallel situation where like they are like all is permitted go right ahead have a fun time be safe i don't want to fucking hear about it is another option so like i don't know how much you've explored non-monogamy um question asker uh but if if it's specifically a matter of i gotta get some fucking flesh on my flesh that is one way to go about doing it uh, yeah. lots of resources lots of books out there on that yeah i think that sounds totally reasonable and great and definitely worth the conversation at least like man yeah. i feel like we've given them some some great options. They could really just be fucking of some sort all the time if they wanted At with all, all times. these options. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Um, but yeah, we wish you luck out there. We wish you all the best and hope that you can fulfill your sexual desires from afar or perhaps with a new partner if that's what you decide you want to do. Yeah, good best luck. luck. Uh, we got another question here. Of course. Hello, you two, perhaps three. I love that people have been doing this, that they're like specifically referring to the hosts and then like, and the guest? Mm -hmm. Is there a guest? How many guests? <laughs> I'm a virgin in my 30s who is trying to enter a romantic relationship. I'm worried that if I got in a relationship and it turned into a sexual relationship, that I wouldn't be able to adequately please my partner. Because of that, I was thinking about seeing a sex worker to gain some experience before I entered a relationship. My concern is that by doing this, I would be insulting to sex workers because I would just be using them like an object before moving on to have quote unquote real sex. I want to respect sex workers, but also not come into a sexual relationship completely new, especially at my age. Do you think I'm approaching sex workers in the wrong way? Thanks for reading. Hmm. I mean, an interesting quandary. Yeah, I think that there is definitely a way to I don't know that I would see that as as different from real sex like I think that sure. might be the uh, sort of a key in in framing is that like you know I am super pro sex work and pro sex worker and I think that it could be really useful and also like really pleasant and fun to you know see a sex worker and mm -hmm. also I don't know that that needs to be framed as like practice or like, I mean, I guess it's all practice. It's kind of like your first relationships yeah. are also that. And like, I, very few people go into a, like a first relationship being like, Oh, well this is my practice relationship. And like, it's not going to count right. with this person. I suppose that's the difference is the, is the, the change in the framing. And I don't think that it's necessarily I don't think that it's 100% right, but I also don't think that it's 100% wrong to have that kind of framing because the idea is that they want to have a sexually fulfilling relationship with somebody um, just right off the rip, which I think that might be something of a misguided um, sort of framing on that end of things because so much of sexual activity with a, a long-term partner relates to the way that your bodies relate to one another the way that you figure out how to touch each other the way that you figure out what you like in sex and the way that you figure out what your partner likes in sex and it's sort of a, of a journey that you guys undertake together um so i wouldn't worry about like coming out fucking gangbusters from the front of things like you know may take yeah. some time to get good and if, if it's your first time you know, and you're and you're in your thirties. I can understand how that would be nerve wracking, but I really don't think it's as big a deal as people seem to think it is. Like, you know, virginity is a fucking construct, and it doesn't really super matter. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, I really like what you said, Audrey, about like it not it maybe being like a little bit of uh, 
a misconstruction to think of of being even objectively good or bad at sex yeah. like it is you know and i i do think maybe especially in your 30s and like there's so much communication around good sex like or you know sex that should be happening no matter what level you're at that like you know your partner and you when you're at that place would ideally be just talking through it and like does this feel good how do you like this so those those conversations are like really not only like really great and helpful but like super super normal too and i feel like it's a bummer that there isn't like more of that in like porn or media or anything because i feel like the majority of people having sex are talking about it like before and during and after and like it's such a big part of it so there are like it i don't think that you'll end up in a situation where it's suddenly like you're naked and they're like all right go show me what you got like yeah um so that's that would 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 be terrible can you imagine can you imagine if oh my god they present (laughs) themselves to you they lay out and they go do your thing yeah yeah what what the fuck (laughs) i know like it's crazy and but i totally get it no i totally relate to the idea of like wanting to be like really good or feeling like you need to like catch up or something or just knowing it's like knowing how much you know or don't like you don't even know what you need to know so that's it's a tough you know i i really relate to that for sure and also like any uh you know anyone worth boning is probably going to be really understanding and and that's of course not to say like oh like don't go see a sex worker practice like i feel like that is also totally adequate and great and you know like i think it just depends on like yeah like like it's not like this thing where like you need to like catch up on your hours or like do your sex residency before you're able to become a sex doctor like, yeah, you're not trying to get a certification here. You're trying to figure out what pleases you in sex and what pleases your partner in sex. And totally. that's so much that's so much more a conversation and so much more a collaborative thing than it is something that you can learn even with another person even if you know cuz it would have to be that their sexual proclivities line up with the sexual proclivities of your partner. Yeah. Which is not that's not always the case. People fuck different, you know. So it's worry so much more so like it's a worry i'm like worry about this worry about this other thing instead (laughs) you should be Um, very stressed but about something else (laughs) (laughs) uh i mentioned often on the program uh dan savage's little truism that in order to be good at set or your your ideal partner in sex is good giving and game right so you want to have technique you want to be able to do all the things that you want to do and that's the part you've sort of keyed in as as the important thing but two out of three ain't bad if you show up and you're like ready to be a giving partner and you're ready to try new things and you're ready to you know get in there and really kind of get your hands dirty (laughs) then uh then i think that's that's most of the battle and you you develop technique over time i think that's something that all of us have have done all of us who have had sex for a long time and ideally Um, like people are still picking up their technique like there's a lot of good like sex positive tiktok there's a lot of resources for like you know people of a lot of like like sexualities and preferences and proclivity like just there's a lot of cool weird stuff around that you can pick up on i feel like skill is the easiest thing to pick up on and like being giving in game or sort of the other those ones you got to come up with yourself. I don't know. I say that as sort of like when I do creative things, if I need to figure out how to do something, I'm always like, well, you can learn any skill on YouTube, but like mm-hmm. to be creative and interested and excited about something, you have to do that yourself. So yeah, just look at like, what would that be? I don't, I'm not like, go look at porn and learn how to have sex. That's not a good answer. No. Don't do that. Don't do that. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but, you I remember know. for, for me, so like I mostly like I prefer to have sex with uh, with women, right? And a lot of women have AFAB parts. I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. Basically, <laughs> the way the first time I saw an anatomical drawing of a vulva, so much shit fell into place for me because I had had sex with with women before and was like and had no fucking idea what was going on. But so just like taking a look at some anatomical drawings can maybe be instructive if you don't have any experience with with female body parts, if that's who you're having sex with. Um, 
somebody with penis just fucking go nuts like you really can't go wrong yeah i was gonna (laughs) say like it kind of just feels like (laughs) again i can't uh i can't speak entirely for for people with penises but a lot of it seems like just it's just gonna be good just touch the penis yeah they're gonna have a great time you want it you want it it wet and warm and you want it kind of fast at the end that's the whole thing that's all it is they're pressure's pressure, good but not too much pressure and that's fine but and not too much pressure out. and you would know you'd right. know yeah <laughs> <laughs> you'd okay, figure cool. that out pretty quick if you were putting too much pressure on it yeah <laughs> yeah i think um, yeah i think anatomical drawings it's anatomical drawings are great just get some like medical literature and sure <laughs> no like well i was wondering if there's a way i mean maybe the maybe you've already done this letter writer but like um having like cyber sex for lack of a sure. less 90s word or like you know being in like i mean do they still have horny chat rooms they have to have horny chat rooms right that's a they, thing. i was like thinking they of do. ways yeah or like you know longer distance things or just like finding ways to like really feel like comfortable with or like exploring sort of other people's like sexual interests and proclivities in a yeah. way that feels like maybe less of a of a commitment than like putting your whole body into it but yeah yeah i dig that a lot um i do know that horny spaces still exist at least for furries i am told by my partner who is a furry that cool. uh you can still find plenty of chat they call it they call it erp they call it erotic role play now instead oh, of my God. Uh, instead of cyber sex i am not qualified to be here <laughs> <laughs> of course you are you, I am you're, using... you're a returning champion you're fucking, yeah <laughs> i'm using an outdated term erp erotic i love that that's great erotic yeah. role play i say yeah. get into some erp and yeah, and I also I think my last thought on this is just um thinking about your pleasure too and that it's it's yes. an experience to learn about what you like also because you know the experience of having things done to your body is different from you doing things to your body or imagining things done to you know so it's going to be it's about you also and that's really exciting. Yeah. It's um yeah, I was I was talking the other week about how orgasm is not something that is given it is something that is achieved um so like you learning what you like is an important part of of that process in having sex with with people so yeah i you know just go in with some enthusiasm go in with some willingness to try new things and you really can't go wrong as long as you're communicating with your partner or figuring out what it is they enjoy as well yeah oh good luck hell yeah best of luck we got another question here ah. hey tote baggers it's tote bagger this way i am i am but the lone tote bagger and our <sighs> we have our guest here as well long time first time i recently found out that my wife has been sleeping with someone else while i am working away from home i already moved out and started living with my parents while i'm looking for a new place but i can't cut ties with her completely due to our five-year-old daughter mm-hmm. our relationship has soured over the years due to both of our mental states not being the best I started therapy a few weeks ago, so that has helped a little, but the weight of everything has become almost too much to bear. I'm not suicidal. My child deserves a good father, so I'm going to be that. I could just use some good advice on dealing with feelings of jealousy and betrayal. I want more than anything to keep it amicable between the two of us as to not traumatize the kids, but it's hard when she calls me at 4.30 a.m. angry because she found the Tinder I made last week. I'm all ears and look forward to hearing what analogy what analogy Dono uses for the question box this time. Sorry. Oops. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Forgot to say hello to the potential guests. So, hey, potential guests, I hope you're doing well. <laughs> Thank you. I am. <laughs> so oh, this is super fucking heavy. This is I'm somebody so... who is in severe distress. Yeah, I'm so sorry. That is really awful um you're definitely allowed to have a tinder i just want to go ahead and say that objectively we are um we are actually in charge we do make the laws around here and (laughs) uh your tinder is fine your wife or ex-wife in between has uh no say in that matter yeah and once you have made the decision to practice infidelity and to step outside the agreed upon bounds of the relationship then like 
dissolution is absolutely within the one partner's right dissolution is always within anyone's right in a relationship you can leave for whatever fucking reason you want but if you've made a commitment to somebody and then they fuck you over like that you are absolutely within your rights to be like no thanks i'm done and then for them to call at 4 30 in the morning after doing that to you is super fucked up so um one thing that i think is pretty important in situations like this we have a tendency to try to just make everything okay try to normalize things in ourselves and try to practice a level of forgiveness that i think maybe isn't what we necessarily need i think in this moment in this time i think you have to give yourself permission to be angry you have to allow yourself time to feel some real resentment and really understand how deep it goes like find out how deep your anger goes and find out really where you are with these things um so yeah when she calls you at 4 30 in the morning and says i found your fucking tinder you're like you damn right bitch you found my tinder are you fucking serious you're, <laughs> you're trying to stalk me i'm you you swipe left and you move the fuck on because if you're finding me on tinder that means you're on tinder yeah wait so what the fuck are you even talking about <laughs> wait a minute you are super right that's fucked up. That's double fucked up. That's true. It's double fucked up. But yeah, I think I, yeah, I agree that like, I think that you're like, how could you not feel betrayed and jealous? I yeah. would feel super betrayed. I mean, I have been cheated on and it, it is a horrible, horrible feeling and it takes a really yeah. long time to get over. And I certainly wasn't married to those people. I didn't share a life with them in, the, in that way. Like it's so, so valid that you're having these feelings. And I think you can't go around them or under them. You just, you have to go through them and it's fucking yeah. sucks. And also like, you know, I think it's really cool that you are taking these steps. Like it shows that you're already like someone who, you know, like you're strong and you know how to take care of yourself and that like you're, you're moved out. You're thinking about your child you're thinking about at least like looking at other people on the internet and getting a little bit of external validation, which I think is a beautiful thing after a yeah. breakup. Um, and I mean, it just sounds really complicated. And also I think that you're doing everything really right. And I think that she is showing you how right you are to be removing yourself yeah. from the relationship. Like she's giving you more and more information. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would also like document that or just make sure that you have a record just in case. Mm -hmm. I think the best thing for you and for your kid is just, you know, you don't have to do anything about it, but just sort of keeping a record of those 4 a.m. phone calls, um, making notes when when stuff like that happens. I think that might just to have. Yeah, 100 percent. That's that's something that. I don't think we've necessarily considered enough on this program when we get a question from married people. If divorce is imminent, then you should be keeping track of these things. You should absolutely be prepared with the information um, in the event of like custody hearings, in the event of hearings around property, things like that. There are some really practical considerations. And, then, and I think what you want to look out first, you want to look out first for your child. You want to make sure you're doing what's best for them and you want to then look out for yourself because this is this is rapidly becoming an adversarial relationship like this doesn't sound like it's going to be a very amicable divorce no well um, and, and and i think there's a really big difference between being angry and sort of being like the bad partner like there's something yeah, or like I think, bitter and hostile yeah like there's a difference between being anger and angry and hostile yeah and i i really respect that like you know you said i'm, I'm inferring just from your comments around fatherhood and your wife that you are uh, a straight man or a man that that has dated women yeah. um and i think I really appreciate and, and understand that there, it sounds like there's a part of you that is worried that like you will be the aggressive one if like you mm. display anger or that there is something. And I think that's like really nice to note that there are some like social imbalances and also like, no, like you're allowed to be really angry. That's really yeah. justifiable. It sounds like you're processing everything in like a very healthy and grounded way so far. And like, that's, like you need to, yeah, you need to process those feelings. It doesn't, you don't come off 
again, we don't know you, but you don't come off as like being out of bounds or overly like uh yeah. belligerent. And and I think, yeah, like you can't I don't know, it sucks in in situations like that too, because it's like I have felt in the past that like if I did anything wrong or if I was with someone that was sort of a little bit manipulative, it's like, okay, well, I cheated on you, but after that you yelled at me, so you're just as bad. And now we're starting at zero. And so it's like, you can't do anything without being like sort of retroactively deserving it, which is such a manipulation tactic. Again, I don't know if your wife is doing this to you, but if if you feel any of that, like it doesn't put you on the same level for you to react to her behavior. Like, (laughs) yeah, we, we do not, we do not use uh, a model uh, like, like classical Christianity does. We do not say that any sin is equal to all sin. Uh, there are degrees of things she fucked around behind your back while you were while you were working to provide for your family that fucking sucks it's fucked and and then she's and like you mad at you look, <laughs> and you and then yeah and then she's mad at you it's really nuts it's really really nuts um yeah i mean i think so heartbreak advice yeah. is is just it sucks because it's just like it's it's just gonna feel really really bad for a while and it's like, I hope that you have people in your life that you can talk to. Like, again, when you're sort of like, I don't, like, I want to be a good father. I don't want to badmouth her. I think you should, in some ways, like, just make sure that, like, you know, if you have friends that you rely on, that they that they know what's happening. Like, I think there is an impulse yeah. to be yeah. like, well, I don't want to, like, badmouth. And I'm like, mm, I'm sure she's got her side of the story that she's telling. So, <laughs> like, I'm just like, you know, your friends deserve to, like, support you. Let Let people in. And let them support you. And like, obviously there's a line between that and like slander, but like, (laughs) again, like you're, you're allowed to describe someone's behavior and say that you're upset about it. That's not, um, that's not a bad thing. That's actually a really good thing. That's letting people in and letting people know how to best support you. And I hope that there are people that can do that for you. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a big thing. Developing, a community of supportive people around you who are keyed into the situation and know what's in progress. Um, that's, that's going to be absolutely vital for you. And like right now, like I said, just feel, just feel your feelings, just really genuinely understand how deep your anger can go. And the time for forgiveness will come. But right now you can allow yourself to feel like, basically i'm getting it don't feel bad for feeling bad yeah like um don't beat yourself up and just keep your chin up and it sounds like you're you know this all happened pretty recently but you're already like ready to try to you know at least fool around a little bit which you know good for you i'm fucking proud of you for for getting back out there that can be really hard for some people um after they go through something like this um and trust will come again you will f- meet somebody that you feel like you can trust again. Um, it may not be right away and you may f- have some difficulties around that at first, but you know, love's always really just around the bend, you know, depending on how far the bend is, but uh, something, something will come along and you will feel that again. I had a therapist one time tell me um, I had just been broken up with and I was like, I'm never going to fucking find anybody ever again. And she was like, how old are you? And I was like, 25. <laughs> and she was like, how old do you think you're going to live to be? And I'm like, that's a fucked up question. <laughs> Maybe like 70. And she's like, okay, so how many times you've been in love? I'm like, like fucking four. It's like, okay, so you've been in love four times, 25 years. You're going to live to be 70. Let's call it 75. You're going to be in love eight more times. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay. (laughs) And she, that was also, that was the same therapist that gave me the advice. Like, uh, you sounds like you need to have some sex, go get on grinder and have some sex with some people. Oh, wow. That's a great therapist. therapist, Right. Yeah. Super cool. therapist. (laughs) Great advice. No, I think, yeah, it, it is true. No, it feels so, so shitty. And I think feeling, finding, love again and love that is better than than this love is is going to feel impossible and honestly shouldn't be a top priority right now it doesn't have to be but like you know you'll probably have some like short relationships that 
help you get back on your feet and feel confident and figure out sort of what you like and what it's like to date as a parent and um, all this other fun stuff. And also like, yeah, like there is, I, you're going to be in love and be like, Oh my God, like, this is what it was supposed to be like the whole time. Like, this is what I was missing before, even when I thought it was good. And that's going to be so special. And you're going to go into it. Like, you know, knowing where you stand and, and, you know, having healed from something and that's, you're going to be very powerful. And I'm sorry that it's going to take a little bit and feel shitty while you get there. Like, isn't that totally the case? Like, so I, you know, I was in, like, I had sex when I was 13, kind of young, right? Yeah. Not, don't do that kids. Um, but I did. And I thought I was in love. Right. And then a few years later, I had sex with somebody else and I thought I was in love. Yeah. Right. And it was like more than the first time. Yeah. And then in my 20s and then again in my 30s. And it always it feels like it feels like it, feels like it gets better every time. And you would think that it would be. Totally. I am like such a believer that the universe levels up and that like when you say like no to something, when you set a boundary like that, like the space that it creates for something better to come into your life is like, yeah, it's bananas. I swear I'm not like an MLM anti-vax manifester, like a crazy person, <laughs> but I do have this one little rule that the universe trades up and I do believe that firmly. And it does. And it does get better because it's like, you know yourself better and yeah. you, and have you know what being in love means more like yeah. you, you know what the sacrifice means you know all this stuff like you know more yeah totally it, it's fucking awesome i yeah, love it it's great oh in in a perverse way i think we're excited for you <laughs> like, yeah. yeah yeah like you know every every what is it all my losses is lessons yeah like this this sucks super bad but you're gonna learn a lot of shit from it and you know yeah Universe trades up. Universe trades up. Uh, good luck to you. Best of luck to you. Uh, that is going to conclude the question box segment of the program. We didn't get a whole lot of responses this week. It's probably on me because I didn't post a fucking question box link. What are you going to fucking do? We got a few minutes left here in the show. I have found a collection of Reddit questions. Uh, it's what we used to do back in the day when we didn't have enough questions. We're going to answer some people fucking Reddit. We're going to find out what's going on on Reddit now. Wanting to fuck someone out of your system. Great. So there's this guy, 27M, that I, 24F, have been on a few dates with. Great sexual chemistry, but I'm not super interested in him as a person. I really don't know how to be blunt with him and approach the fact that I just want to fuck him and he doesn't need to whine and dine me, though it is cute. (laughs) We went on a date last night and made out afterwards, but didn't take it further. I really just want to invite him over for sex. How do I do this? Also, I feel like I just need to get it over with and see if I feel like doing it again. Is that evil? This was posted by BT0123. Um, I feel like you just want a casual thing. Like, yeah that's fine i mean yeah like i don't i wouldn't frame it as like i'm just trying to get you out of my system <laughs> like but like yeah. that's, oh i'm so fucking tired of you i have to have sex with you so that i can <laughs> do away with you and that's like yeah right like i'm just trying to speed up the time before i get the ick that's what i'm going for like, that's what, <laughs> like yeah i don't know if that would be the way that i would say that but i think you are literally allowed to just be like I'm horny for you, like come over yeah. or like, Hey, like want to watch a movie? Like that feels like a pretty like easy way to like, you know, and, and if he doesn't want that, that's like, he's allowed to also not want that. And that's fine. That's right. And then, you know, and then, you know, off the bat, instead of sort of going around it. Yeah. And then you're not wasting your time on a bunch of shit that you didn't want to fuck around with in the first place. Cause there's, there's nothing worse than sitting at dinner with somebody and you're just like, like, why are we fucking doing this? Yeah. Like, yeah, even that, if it's free dinner, it's not actually even if it's free, free dinner. If the conversation's boring, it's not free. That's right. You're 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 performing emotional labor, yeah. validating somebody's fucking bullshit conversation skills. Um. So yeah, absolutely don't don't let him do this. Because if because the other thing is, if he's really trying to wine and dine, if he's really trying to woo you, and you don't want that in the slightest, that's called I think that's called leading people on. Yeah, I think you do have to say something like that. I mean, it sounds like you're a little ambivalent about it. It sounds like you're like, it's cute, but he doesn't have to do it. And that's different Mm -hmm. from like, I don't want that. 
and it makes me sure, feel uncomfortable. Sure. So I'm like, if you kind of like it and you're feeling things out, but it sounds like you're pretty clear that like, there's no future with this person. Like, it sounds like you are like, there's not an emotional connection or an intellectual connection. And so like things would never progress beyond fuck buddy. So I feel like, yeah, maybe it's the time to just be like, Hey, I really like you. I see this more as like a casual thing though. Or like, you know, I really enjoy spending time with you, but like, I'm not looking for a relationship out of this. How does that sound to you? And like, I kind of feel like some guys would be very down with that. Yeah, I think 27M with 24F is going <laughs> to yeah. be like, you just want to fuck? I think I think that's going to be, I think that's going to go just uh, fine. I bet that he's um, going to be like, yeah, that sounds great. And then fall in love with you because you're unattainable. Um, <laughs> but that's not on you. That's not that at yeah, that point. Yeah, you didn't do that. You were up front. That's all him. That's like his attachment disorder. <laughs> <laughs> That's him with the preoccupied attachment style. <laughs> yeah. All right. User, user Criticalino says, be honest. I loved back when I was at university and I met girls that only wanted sex for me. You can't be in a relationship with everyone you're going to have sex with. You will meet people that you have a great time and communicate, but not good sex and others that are good at sex and not good at spending time with. And of course, uh, people that excel at both. That's how I try to settle my sexual life until I found what I was looking for. Now, I should note that there are two exclamation points after each of these sentences. <laughs> it doesn't make you look bad. If you are honest with someone, it's better to reveal your intentions and be clear from the start rather than investing in something you are not sure of. Yeah, that's totally that's true. great. Great advice. That's a great read. That's a great read, Critical, you know. Well, good luck. You're probably going to get banged and that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> sex is is pretty good yep <laughs> what else do we got here in reddit land oh this one this one relates to a term that we encountered uh a few weeks ago on the radio free tote bag on the kinkly.com situationship advice please that's in all caps so back in September, October of 2021, a guy started texting me through Instagram. It was pretty clear that he was going to ask me on a date or get to know me better, but for the first month, I was completely uninterested. However, over Thanksgiving, he managed to give me his number, and suddenly we started texting a lot more. By Christmas, I actually started liking him, and we went out on a few dates. He even brought my parents a gift on our second one. Whoa. We continued to talk after those dates, but then school got in the way and conversations became more stilted and we didn't go out again. I started to wonder if he lost interest. However, 1.5 weeks ago, we went out again and he was the one who asked me out and bought tickets. He seemed just as interested in me as ever. And by then I actually knew I liked him. This week is spring break and I assumed since we have more time, we would go out again. He didn't say anything about meeting up, so a few days ago, I tried to ask him to FaceTime and watch TV together. This was a very usual activity throughout last quarter, but he left me on Delivered, which it still is right now. It's been four days now, and he hasn't texted me or initiated a single conversation without me asking a question first. I know he's still active on his phone and going out with friends through Snapchat streaks, which are the only way that he's been contacting me. Has he lost interest? Is there another explanation? What should I do to rekindle something? TLDR, a guy who I thought was clearly interested in me a week ago, is now ignoring me. What do I do? Yeah. Heartbreaking. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, unfortunately, the four days left on delivered does not bode well, which no. is not a reflection of you and your worth. Correct. And it's not a reflection Correct. of anything that you did. You didn't. Sounds like you did absolutely nothing wrong. I think uh, for whatever reason, this dude is just not capable of like showing up in the way that you want him to. And that's a huge bummer. Yeah. And also, again, he's giving you some information about him that like I'm answering in the second person like she can hear us. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a common thing we do on this program. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I were... If I were talking to her directly, if she was in my group chat, we'd all be like, mm, I think I would move on. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely a situation where you got to move on from that. It's just it sucks because they were they were doing the thing that I think is now the hallmark of a modern relationship, especially in Kovas times is y'all were FaceTiming and watching TV together. That's fucking enormous. That's such yeah. a like that feels so good. It feels so intimate. It feels so right. 
That's a date. That, and then, I mean, that's relationship. That's cosplay. totally a date. Yeah. And then to have to be left on red after doing that, after having that level of, of connection with somebody, it's got to be fucking difficult. Um, yeah. I so just, I'm just, it sucks, belief. but I think you just move on. Totally. Yeah. I think you deserve someone who like can text you back, especially about like hanging out or something. Like if it's like about yeah. making a plan, like I, I don't know, I'm a terrible at texting people back, but like that's with like conversational stuff. And also it's not my boyfriend. I'll text him back. My my general feeling about that is that everyone goes pee like four times a day. So everyone has like mm. four times a day. Everyone has a minute when they could text you. They're all bringing their phones to the bathroom. Most people shit once a day. That's like a solid five yeah. minutes that they're literally just looking at their phone. Like if they're not taking that time, like you deserve someone that will. That's a really good metric, actually. Like, it's really easy and maybe even like a relationship truism to say that, like, interest is not necessarily gauged by level of contact. Like, maybe they're busy. Maybe there's this. Maybe there's that. But there is also the fact that you got everyone's got a little bit of time and if you're if somebody's really important to you, you make it a priority to get back in touch with them. So totally, totally. Yeah, like it's not everyone has to shuffle a million things and everyone is really overwhelmed all the time. Like, you know, school work, just information feeling like stuff gets lost in your inbox. That's like super valid. But like through that people by necessity prioritize people. Like that's just like the way that it works. And like, you deserve someone that's going to like do that for you. You deserve to be the person that he texts when he pees. I think that's that's beautiful. <laughs> that's absolutely beautiful. I think that's a great place to wrap up. Yeah. Aiden, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> thank you so much for having and me. By, uh. by us, I mean me in the audience, I suppose. Audrey, um, audience, it was a delight. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, where might people find you on the inner tube? Sure. I am I uh, drifting down the river of of the internet at uh at Aiden Arata, A-I-D-E-N-A-R-A-T-A on most social networks. Um, if not all, I just deactivated my Facebook. You can't find me on there. Uh, blissfully. I almost deleted it. I got to the button and then like toggled between them. And then it was like, am I ready to let go of marketplace? Oh. I'm so close. <laughs> I know this is a total aside, but my boyfriend and I are talking about deleting our Facebooks and then getting a joint one to look at marketplace. But it just reminds me of those like old people that have those like joint Facebooks yes. that are like their names as one name. And they like write to each other on their, I want to make it horrifying. And he's like, no, <laughs> we don't have to, we literally don't have to do that. And I'm like, but what if we did? <laughs> But what if we fucking did? What if we made it worse than before? What if we got... <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'm not on Facebook yet. But if I get in a couple's Facebook, I will update the pod. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and I write a newsletter about the internet that you can read at aidenrata.substack.com. So there you go. Fucking A. Fucking love A. Love it. Um, you know what else we love on this program? What? We love our patrons that give us $10 a month over at patreon.com slash RFTB. For $10 a month, you get a shout out, and I'm going to make good on that, folks. Woo! I'm going to shout out Barb. I'm going to shout our beloved day one Barb. I'm going to shout out Daddy. I'm going to shout out Dylan. I'm going to shout out uh, Donovan's dad. Oh. I'm going to shout out from episode 105, The Yellow Rose of Toteland, Ryan, Rich Homie Click Clack. Of course, he gets a shout out. We're going to shout out Mickey Flykick. We're going to shout out Spreadable Fruit. We're mm. going to shout out Ren. We're going to shout out Bye Gal, Big Al. And we're going to shout out Anthony Limburg. Thank you so much for supporting us at the $10 a month level. We love you double special much. But of course, we love everybody that tunes into the program because you you're the reason we do the show we want to entertain we want to we want to educate we want to help we want to feel your pain and and we do that every week on the show and, <laughs> and thank you thank you so much for joining us for that um i'm gonna do this thing i do this really weird thing i do it every week where i lean right up close to this microphone and i get right up in your ear and i go i love you thanks bye mm-hmm.
Ah.